Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, it's Friday, man. Happy Friday. I know it's not for the people listening, but you know, it's the day it is for us. How are you but doing, they're man? they're listening on Friday, they should yeah. be loving life right now because it's Friday. It's Friday. Work is done. can go do something fun when the weather's yes. still nice. I was in a meeting this morning, um, and someone mentioned that uh, we're 60 days. Was it 60? No, it couldn't have been 60. It had more than that. No. Um, From Christmas? Like Halloween is... No, oh. Halloween's the time when we get snow. Um, uh, and they were just reminding us how close we are to it. And I was just like, that's not the thing I want to be listening to right now. <laughs> no, that's a like, lame... It's still 80 degrees out. Lame. Let's live in our 80s for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wish Let it me tell away. you about the bad that is coming. There's things right? to dread ahead. Like, come on, people. No, no be pumped about the today. You. you know? Um, yeah, dude. Any big any big weekend plans for you? Are you uh going streaking again this weekend or what are you up to? Yeah, streak most weekends these days. Uh I found a club um that I'm now <laughs> a part of with a streaking club. It's it's, it's pretty co- freeing. Um, is the is it called a runner's club on uh, Facebook? But really, it's like no different type no, of runner's never, club? We would never like associate with runners. That's crazy talk. Like, those people are crazy. <laughs> you're a, you're a slow, a slow highly, streaker club. <laughs> highly sensible. Yeah, yeah. We don't actually run. We just walk. Like, we own <laughs> it's a walk. the streakiness. Uh, we got in a little hot water a couple weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> Whoever put the map together just wasn't paying attention where parks are. And that is a bad mix. Bad like, call. that's not where you want to be. Bad yeah. call, man. No. So, really thankfully, rough. we saw it up ahead as we were, you know, walking. Yeah. We walked briskly. Have you ever seen, like, um, Heavyweights, that movie, when they go for a walk? Yeah. It was kind of like that kind of, like, yeah. a lot of hip movement. <laughs> right. Um, right. Which I think is great oh. for streaking. Uh, more hip movements, the better. Uh, and uh, thankfully, in the midst of our stride, we noticed and we took a quick detour. So right. Right. We didn't find ourselves in Sharp some left. list for the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good, man. That's good. Uh, that'd be so funny if you actually were in a walk, like power walk, mall walker speed streaking club. Like this is yep. a streaking, but it's not mm, for runners. I don't know if those streaking you know? clubs go over well. Because most wall market wall mall walkers are like sixty five plus at no, least. No, I'm just like saying. Usually that bag. I'm just saying speed of pace. You're like we're oh, not yeah. for no, runners. You know, we're yeah, like yeah. we're we're kind of like brisk walkers. Like we we're runners on the move. Crazy. We no one wants we to have a to place runners. to be, but we're not gonna like run across a soccer field. You know, like we're not here. For no, that. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You got to stay away from anywhere there could be a potential child. You got to avoid right. places. You got to stay away um, from that. It's always a goal, dude. So I've been hunting what? for the last I don't know like week. Yeah. Um, mice in my house oh no oh yeah so i made the mistake well it's not really a mistake because i haven't stopped Mm -hmm. doing it uh but i have like one of those like screen door glass door things for your dog to go in and out on my sliding back door Mm -hmm. um because it's just Just left it open easier yeah but it's always there and i think they came through the doggy door uh Uh, yeah so i noticed it mm, i don't know maybe like sunday monday uh, mm-hmm. In my kitchen, I saw rat turds, and I was like, "What oh, the hell? No, they're not rat turds. Mice turds. They're tiny. They look like yeah, good. I found one rat. Of, rat would be scary, and Jack would yeah, be I, in trouble. They would eat him. I, really? Oh wow. No, probably uh, not. I found but. one. I found one inside of my microwave, which mind-boggling to me that somehow they found their way in the microwave. <laughs> oh, uh, gross. Yeah. So <laughs> I got traps. Dude. They finally got here. Um, good. Um, set them out yesterday, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing in it this morning, unfortunately. But I'm not sure if it was multiple rats or one rat. So on Wednesday, uh, I woke up at like 12.30 at, yeah. in the morning. I went to bed early. I was like 8. Uh, but I was like wide awake. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go back to sleep until like 4.30. And then I had to get up for a meeting that morning. Oh, man. Um, Ouch. And I got up during that time to go pee, flip the light on, peeing. Uh, hear something rustling in the in the shower, so I pull the curtain back. Freaking mouse in my shower! Oh, no. uh, he's just oh, like no. running around. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh uh, man! But it was in the middle of the night. Not something I want to de- deal with right then and there. So yeah. I just said, "Hey, mouse, don't come near me. I won't come near you. Just chill." <laughs> I, I never saw him again. 
Oh no, you left uh-huh. it. So I don't know if he's. Oh, yeah, dude. I didn't know if he's the only one. Uh, oh, he's but, not. He's not. Uh, <laughs> I worked from. Um, uh, my internet was out yesterday, so I was working from the church, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, came back uh, last night and went and put my uh, backpack back in my office at home. And there was an old cup of, you know, diluted Diet Coke sitting on my, oh, on no. my desk. Was there a dead mouse in it? And I looked at it and I was like, oh, gross. Like, how did like oh. mold grow so freaking fast? Because oh. um, it just looked like a chunk of mold that was like barely at yep. the top and like this mm-hmm. big bottom to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's freaking weird and gross. So I pick it up. I uh, got to throw it away and look at it. <laughs> you just see two oh. little hands coming out of the water in his nose. Oh, no. That felt so bad. Oh, no. Dude. Like, oh, poor little guy. I was going to try to kill you tonight anyways, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was giving you till tonight. You went from the shower oh. to the cup. Let me tell yeah. you, my friend, it's probably not just one. That's the oh, thing. I, I plan That's on catching. We'll see how they are. But. <sighs> All right. When we were in Colorado, we had a similar thing happen and I started out really humane and I'm like, I'm going to catch you and I'm going to take you down the road and release you somewhere else. But man, they just kept like figuring out how to get back in. And uh, very rapidly it went from one or two to like a lot of mice and it culminated. I mean like a lot, maybe like six or eight total. That's a lot. But it, I know. But the, it happened fast, dude. It was like in a couple weeks. Because I think like once one mouse was in, others found out the way in. I don't know how mice work, you know? But I have some fa- friends in the neighborhood. My plan is to take them over there and just throw them in there. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Uh, <laughs> just put your I mean, problem even, like, somewhere else. Dig a hole you know, under yeah. their foundation and like show them how to get in. <laughs> so they don't come back to my house. Dude. But the problem was one, uh, somehow was like Jana picked up one of her t-shirts one day and like opened it and a mouse came flying out. And it was no. like, that was the moment where I was like, okay, we went from trap to poison. And then we just had to like do a genocide of mice in the house. And like, I have a lot of compassion. Him? Poison, mouse poison. Like you just rat poison um, and you just like yeah, it around like, your house. No, you can get it. I'll send you a link. You can get it in these like chewy blocks that then I don't you, put wanna... inside, you put inside a plastic thing so that oh, like, okay. Jack couldn't get like, into it. I need it to but, die where yeah. I know it's going to die. That would yeah, be the that's, worst that's if the I find thing. one yeah, a year from now behind thing. my washer totally. dryer. Totally. Yeah, you don't want that because you'll smell it for that whole year. So anyway, man, yeah. You might have to like up your tactics and go poison pretty quick because you start finding them in your Coke. Next thing you know, they're in your underwear drawer. Somehow they're getting in your microwave. Why do they want to be in there? Don't they want Who does? For food? Dude, just cozy place to sleep. You know, they go out and cruise, find some good crumbs. Then they come back, have a nap somewhere, poop in your clothes. Like you got to watch out, bro. Kill them all. Kill them all. It's only going to get worse from here. Uh, so, They're adorable. I felt so bad, though. Right? Looking at that you, mouse, he was adorable. I know. I was like, I know. poor little guy. Doesn't know how to swim. Poor little guy. Yeah. Poor thing. Nobody taught him. Dude, what uh, Well, what, what are my, we doing My today? original plan was Other to stick him stuff. on a spike. <laughs> yeah, I was going to stick him on a spike and stick him on my back door. Make just it so like a like little lesson for the mice. They yeah. die in here. Yeah. 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 We're coming in here. That would probably be what attracts rats. So. Like, all right, it wasn't gonna happen. you mess with our, you mess That's with our little cousins. We're coming in. You know, the rats are coming. Uh, yeah, dude. We have okay. Last thing about mice. I live in the country, but our neighbors both have cats. Actually, all three of our neighbors have cats, and they just take shifts and they do patrols around our pool, around our house. So, like, we don't have a mouse problem at all One in our good house. One to have and cats, I guess. Yeah, but we don't have them. Our neighbors are just like, this is my territory. I'm going to eat your mice. What does like, the cat yes, do with the mouse once it kills oh. it? I think they eat them. Do they that eat or them? maybe they, they oh. often, yeah. That and sometimes they deliver them as presents, like little mementos nope. to their no. owners. Like, hey, I love you. Here's a dead bird. No. I love you. Here's a dead mouse for you to eat. Like, that's what cats do, man. They're crazy. They're crazy. My mom had a dog once bring in a old rabbit into her into her bedroom. 
Oh. Uh, covered in maggots. Oh, sick. So she had maggots in her in her like carpet for weeks as she's trying to clean it all up. Dude, nothing would make gross? me want to throw up faster. That's <laughs> terrible. That's Thankfully, terrible. Jack doesn't ever catch anything he chases, so right. I'm never worried. Right. That's good. Slow dogs are good dogs. Um, dude, what uh what are we doing? I know what we're doing. We're doing Psalm 46. You want to talk about the why of where we've been, where we're going? What's up? You want to set this thing up? Yeah, why are we doing it? Well, because yeah. we need another topic. We we finished out the Lord's Prayer, and we're like, you know, why not the Psalms? Yeah. Uh, so we're like, okay, let's do it. And then Andrew, yeah. I asked Andrew, well, what do we know about the Psalms? And he's like, I don't know anything about the Psalms. <laughs> uh, I think they're supposed to be sang. Uh, and I was like, cool. Do you want to sing them? And he said, no, I won't sing the first two. So I did. If you haven't listened to the episodes, I sang the first yeah, two. Yeah, go back and check and them out. And Andrew Josh, was going to yeah. sing this one for this one. So right. he's going to sing right. the song for us uh, in whatever tune he thinks it was originally written to. Um, but uh, no, the, the beautiful thing about the Psalms, and we said this, we've been saying this, but uh, is it, it helps give words to how you feel uh, in the moment that you find um, you need to connect with God for some reason, um, whether it's yep. lamenting, um, whether it's from a place of joy and excitement, yep. um, it kind of covers the entire gamut and it gives, you know, language to maybe an emotion you don't know how to identify. Um, mm-hmm. and it's always a helpful thing. Anything that helps you foster relationship with God better, uh, is a win in my book. Um, that is the point of why we, why Jesus went to the cross is to restore us back to himself. Um, and this is where we get to live inside of. So anything that helps us with that relationship to foster that relationship, the better off we're going to be. But like Andrew yep. said, it is Psalm 46. Yeah. And without further ado, we'll let Andrew Here's how sing it goes. these 11 yep. verses. Listen on double speed, and I'll be singing it for you. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar and kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. That's Psalm 46, man. And it's uh, going from mouse talk to Psalm 46. Feels a little intense, but, uh, you know, what are your first, what are your first thoughts? What are your like takeaways after listening to me beautifully saying that to you? Uh, my first thoughts, because you said if you do it double time, that you'd be singing it. And all I could think of, well, if you did it triple time, he would sound like Alvin from Alvin and the Chickmunks. And I was pretty distracted of, what would that sound like? And so I wasn't listening, in all honesty, to the oh, song uh, at great. all. Uh, but uh, God does say, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. I'll be exalted among the nations and I'll be exalted in the earth. That's probably about the time that I actually started paying attention again. So that's what I heard. Um, but I, I think this idea of being still is, is an idea that's been lost, um, in our society. And I, I think we're suffering as Christians because of it. Um, I think there should be a, a level of intentionality that you force yourself to slow down, um, and not pack your schedule from, you know, 8am in the morning till, you know, 8am at night, uh, every day, um, that there should be some rest in the midst of that and a slower pace in the midst of that. Um, so we can, you know, watch the spirits lead, uh, and follow his lead and be spending time, you know, intentional time building relationships with people and building relationship with God. Like that should be, you know, those are the greatest commandments. So those should be the, our, our primary, um, responsibilities. But I think oftentimes we, um, lie to ourselves for lack of a better term and convince ourselves that what we're doing is what God wants. You know, I'm making money so I can provide for my family. God, that's a good thing. Um, God's not arguing 
that you're, it's not a, you know, it's that it's a bad thing or something like that. Um, but I would say he's probably arguing saying that's not the most important thing. Um, you would be better for your family. Even if you didn't provide as much as you provide today, you'd be better for your family. If you were more present, healthier mm-hmm. in tune and in relationship with God, um, you would be a, a much lo- more loving, caring, um, intentional leader in your house. And that's what they need um, more than you just providing for them. But that was my first thoughts. I got actually a lot deeper than I expected it to. It's just the thing that mm. popped off the page. Yeah. Uh, what about you? This is one of your favorites. This in twenty three. So totally. I'm expecting some extremely profound thoughts and practical takeaways that we can apply to our lives. And I want to walk away saying, "Man, I encountered a holy God yeah. because the wisdom yeah. that the Spirit you know gave to Andrew was incredible." That's Dude, what no I can tell you, I can tell you how this has been meaningful in my life, and uh, and we'll see if that matters to you, you know. But the Holy Spirit speaks to each of us uniquely, so we'll just roll with it. We'll see what happens. Um, the reason I picked this psalm, uh, I have some thoughts on like the "be still" part you were talking about, but the reason I picked this, man, um, it was like. Uh, we had maybe just started our podcast and it was like COVID times, um, you know, like the, all of that, like for me that, that didn't mean a ton. I already worked from home, but like I had multiple work trips planned. Suddenly they were canceled. Nobody knew if, if we were going to be traveling ever, nobody knew if, uh, like the comp- the nonprofit I work for, if like funding was going to cease and we were going to have to lay everybody off, nobody knew um, how dangerous COVID really was or wasn't at the time. Like it, if you remember, it was like those first months. And um, this psalm was one I've read multiple times before that. But uh, but when I when I flipped to Psalm forty six, or when I got there, because I was just reading through the Psalms, this this idea of like the first couple verses, man, God is our refuge and strength, an ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way, the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, its waters roar in foam, the mountains quake with their surging, like, and then it goes from there. But man, this like really, really stuck with me because um, in a time of uncertainty in life, like, you know, cert- certainty is usually like a facade. We think we know what's coming and then like, it's mm-hmm. not that, you know, we we can believe we're in control. We can believe we know exactly what's going to happen next Tuesday, but like, there's a lot of uncertainty in life. You know, there's a lot of, we, we can't predict the future. Um, but this this psalm is something I've hung on to for a lot of reasons, and one is that like when you hit those moments of uh, of trouble or uncertainty or unknown, or suddenly you feel like you're cast into the heart of the sea, or the the winds are raging around you, and it feels like a mountain's flying past, and you're not sure what's really happening, um, you can anchor back to this, and it's. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Full stop. We will not fear. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the mindset. That's the, the reality of, like, if God is our refuge and our strength, what in the world could we fear? Why should we fear? We shouldn't, you know? And it's like, it's it's one of those psalms that, to me, calls me upward out of our out of my circumstances of, of ways I feel like the wind is surging or the waters are roaring or a mountain's flying past or things are unstable. Um, you name the natural calamity, throw it in there and it, and it works as the analogy of like, there's trouble in life and there's uncertainty in life. And, uh, and it also works if you're in a natural disaster of some sort. But for me, man, that like, God, you are my strength. You are my help. I don't need to fear, you know, you're here. You're always present. You're ever present in trouble. You're ever present out of trouble. So for me, that is like, that is the first thing that I love about Psalm 46 is it basically says like, yeah, 
there is a there's going to be a crap storm in your life at some point. You might be in it now or you might be in it later. You can't really predict when these things come, but God is an ever present help in times of trouble. He's here for you. He doesn't miss those moments. He doesn't turn a blind eye when things get tricky for you. And uh and as we were going through like the earliest weeks of what reality was with COVID, uh, as everybody was trying to figure that out. Um, this was something I really anchored to like Psalm 46. I love that. Like, I don't need to fear. There's a lot of unknowns. We're going to see what happens, but God is ever present through this trouble, you know? So that's my, that's my first thought, man. Are you blown away? Did that spark anything in your mind? (laughs) Where are you at on that? No, I think it's great. I think too, like, um, like this is the lesson to be learned <laughs> as a as a believer and as you uh, mature in a relationship with God and you know as um, um, Paul says to the Corinthians, like you're becoming more like Christ is is the goal. We call that sanctification. Yeah. Um, you know, in that process, the the reality is becoming more like. And I know we talk about this all the time, but the reality is that becoming more like Christ is giving up the control of your life. Like this is where freedom is found, right? When we talk about yeah. freedom found in the gospel, this is where it is that I don't have to be um, overly stressed or worried or um, uh, know what every next step's going to be. I just have to know what the right next step is. Trust God that he has a plan and take that step. Yeah. Um, I think oftentimes we, we want to know what the results are going to be if we're going to take a step, especially a sacrificial step. And that yeah. is not the life that God has called us to. And if that's what you're holding on to, I mean, you, are, you are going to struggle uh, in walking with Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. Because all too often, right? The, you know, Paul tells us the, the spirit is like the wind. It's coming and going. I, I think it's Paul. I may be misquoting it. But um, like that's just the reality of it. We don't know the end goal. And that's okay um, because that builds trust. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to trust him, right? He wants us to listen to him, to know him, and to trust him. Um, and this is just, you know, a picture of that. Like when, when life gets hard and part of it is like, I think the practical piece is like figuring out the lies you're believing about God, um, that, uh, are keeping you from trusting him, right? You don't think he's good. Um, you don't think he has your best interests at heart. Um, you, um, see too much evil in the world and you don't know how God reconciles in the midst of that evil. Um, all these different things that, that may be keeping you from taking the plunge. Like you got to figure out this stuff. Um, some of this comes from your, you know, your story of origin and, and digging into, you know, what was your family like and how was your parents interact with God and what does that look like? And how have you taken on traits of that? Like figuring out that stuff and not to blame anyone, like you take that road and you're wrong, but um, to at least identify things so you can figure out a way away from them, but you can't get away from them until you identify them. Um, and that's the only reason you take that step. Now, don't identify things and then sit in it like that. Now you're just going to be even more miserable uh, because now you know why you're screwed up and, uh, and uh, you stay screwed up. You just hang out um, there. Yeah, yeah. God doesn't want you to live in that. But there's freedom in, in letting go of the control and going of the reins. Like, you know, we're chasing big dreams in our lives right now. And mm. you know, we're in the middle of, of a church plant that, you know, is not even a year old yet. And there's plenty of stresses and realities um, that yeah. come with that um, mm-hmm. that we could be freaking out about and, and worried about and um, trying to control everything to make it happen. But, you know, we, we tell our team on a regular basis, like we don't need, we don't need to be wiser. We don't need to have better preachers. We don't need to have, you know, better, better, you know, worship. We just need more Jesus. So if we're all pursuing mm-hmm. Jesus, um, we're walking with him and growing as disciples of, of him. Like we're going to be okay. Um, mm. God's got a plan. He's going to take care of it. It may not look nothing like we may picture it. So I would say like, <laughs> hold your dreams loosely, um, mm. which, you know, we try to practice, but um, you know, there's action that you need to take. So take the action that God's putting in front of you, but you don't need to worry about the seventh or eighth or 10th or 15th or 160th step down the road or the results of those things. Like that's just going to drive you nuts. Right? Like this is why, this is why Jesus said, like, don't, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough to worry about itself. Like just focus on right now and today. 
Um, this is this is where that comes from, right? This is where we find freedom. This is where we always have hope. This is where we can truly believe that God is um, God, that he will be exalted among the nations. There's no one like him. There's no one above him. Um, there's no one that even comes close to matching him. Um, like this is the God that we get to follow and not just follow. Um, this is the God we get to know and be known by yeah. um, because yeah. of what Jesus did on the cross. So I think there's that piece of like, got to let go of that control. Got to figure out what, what you're believing. That's a lie. That's mm-hmm. not true. Um, what's keeping you from trusting him uh, and digging into all those things is as terrifying as they're going to be. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's uh, like, I don't know about you, but I, but I can know this at, a head level, right? I've read Psalm 46 a lot of times. There's a reason I I wanted to talk about it in the series. I can know these things are are in the Bible and that they are true, but um, that doesn't mean uh, that I live it out perfectly all the time, right? It is like we've talked about. It's it's a work in progress. And it's a march toward freedom. It's a march toward being more like God, being sanctified, as you said. Um, like, these things take time. And and Josh, I, neither of us, I don't think, would claim to be perfect at like, yeah, I never have fear. Um, I never have, you know, uh, doubt or, or any of that. Um, the reality is, like, it's hard. And, um, like... I'm going, I was telling you about this before we hit record, but we're going through uh, a pretty big reorg and the timeline, it's going to take probably the soonest I'll have any clarity on what my job might or might not be probably two months from now, you know, and then in the in-between there's a lot of limbo and there's a lot of unanswered questions that, that can easily lead to tons of doubt or fear or like, why am I even here? Or, oh man, I'm going to lose my job. And then like, how are we going to pay for groceries? Right? Like you can go, you can go into all of those thoughts quickly. Um, and that's where the enemy wants us to go. He wants us to, to be faced with a moment of trouble, um, a blip on the radar as it goes in, in God's eyes. It's like tiny in our eyes. It feels like this is massive and it's a a thing I didn't see coming. And it makes me question, will God still be good to me? Will he provide for us? Well, does he care about me? Does he care that I'm doing this? All of that. You can ask all of those questions. um, And then you come back into something like Psalm 46 and go like, God is my refuge. God is my strength. God is ever present in my trouble. (laughs) He's always here to help, you know? And read it through that lens. And something I've been, I've talked about a couple times, I think, is like a beauty of the Psalms is that you can read them or sing them or pray them. And, uh, and even if you don't yet see how they're fully true, like remind yourself these things are true. Like I, I'm going to trust that this is true. I'm going to, I'm going to read it or pray it or sing it as if it's true in my life today even if I don't feel it or, or see how it could possibly be true, you know, but like God's purposes in our life are, are good. (laughs) They're always good. Um, the enemies, Satan's are always for our harm, you know, and to draw us away from God to be overly simple probably. But, um, in moments when you're faced with like, "Ah, this is terrifying. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't predict it. I'm stressed out about it. I have fear about it. That's when Satan's like, man, I want you to hang out right there for as long as possible. <laughs> how do I get you to spiral, Andrew? How do I get you to spiral, Josh? And like, how do I keep your eyes locked on the things that you can't control uh, rather than putting your eyes on God? You know, like that's what that's what he wants in our life. But um Stuff like this, Psalm 46, it reminds me what's true, you know, and uh, and it allows me to like look up metaphorically, be like, you know what, I don't have it all in control. I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. There's probably a simple next step I can take, um, yeah. whether it's a reorg or a surgery I need to have and test results I can't get back or some other thing. Like, what's my next right step? 
like you said, because God always shows us just a little bit, you know, and, and at a minimum, even if you don't have a next right step, it might just be like, what's my right heart posture? How do I be patient even though I'm stressed about it? How do I be patient even though I keep having these questions in my mind? Like, maybe I pray. Maybe I actually, like, do some silence and be still and know that I'm God, that he is God, you know? Um, answers like that sometimes are the best answers of just like, yeah, we can't possibly know what's coming. This is scary. We should pray. We should go on a walk. You should take that next real simple right step rather than trying to control the thing months or years from now, you know? Um, yeah, man. I think two things popped in my head as you were talking. Mm. I think the, the first one being like, <clears throat> um, I think oftentimes, especially if you grew up uh, in a Christian home and you knew Jesus from a young age, um, like we, we don't have that conversion moment necessarily where, you know, we're living life one way. We now found God and now our life is completely different. We don't have that, that moment where we can like, uh, the, the point I'm trying to get to is like you are a new creation under Christ, right? And as a new creation, there's a new operating system in which you are to function. Um, and I'm not talking about moral or behaviors. I'm talking about how do you view life and how do you view God and how do those two things interact with each other? And what does grace actually look like and experience in your life? Like th- there's a, there's a huge uh, piece that ends up being, you know, missing and we're functioning with, we're trying to function as a new creation with an old operating system. And this is oftentimes where we get stuck. Um, and this is kind of what we're talking about today is this idea that, um, you're, you're still trying to control everything and that's not the, that's not the piece. Or, um, there's a reason why you're not approaching God in relationship. Either you're like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm clean enough yet, or I'm not good enough yet. I haven't fixed enough things about myself to be able to approach God. And God's like, that's not grace. <laughs> like I'm, I'm here to take you as you are like, come to me. That's what I'm looking for. Um, or you're so terrified to make the wrong decision, uh, in life and you're just worried that God's mm-hmm. going to drop the other shoe and your life is, you know, you're about to suffer God's consequences. That is not how God functions. Um, that is a faulty view and, and you're missing out on so much life. And you know what the reality is? Your God is way too small. If you believe mm-hmm. that, uh, one of your decisions, remember you are a blink of an eye. Uh, yep. one of your decisions will change the entirety of the lives around you, like not going to happen. Um, God is bigger. God is more than capable. Even if you perform some heinous crime, um, God is bigger than that. Um, sure. You're going to, you're going to walk away limp from it, but doesn't mean you're going to be stuck in it, right? God is going to, uh, redeem. He's going to restore. That's the business that we're in. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's that piece of it too, of like, Hey, if you, you find yourself constantly trying to control, there's a good chance that you're, you're operating by the wrong, Mm. Um, uh, uh, you're operating under the wrong, you know, manual or the wrong, um, yep. operating system. I can remember the word I was using before. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way that changes is you have to spend more time with Jesus. Uh, and that leads into the second thing. Like, I, I think we, when we think of next steps, right, you have a, mm-hmm. you're worrying about something and you don't know what to do with it. So you're like, what's my right next step? It's always spend time with Jesus. There's always the answer. And the reality yeah. is you don't spend time with Jesus now. That's just the reality. Not to the extent that you need to. Like, I, I know that for a fact. Statistics tells that over and over again. I know when you read scripture, uh, when you do it, you're either sitting in church or you're doing it as a task and you're not doing it as conversation started with God. I know when you pray um, that your prayers are just a list of things you want to get through or you want God to bless and it's not a conversation with God. Um, statistics tells us that mm-hmm. over and over again. Um, like you're not spending time with God, like until you change the operating system of like, Oh, this is a relationship. And it's like any other relationship, meaning I have to spend time. I have to give trust. I have to show vulnerability, all the things that good relationships Mm -hmm. have. Like I have to practice those things with God. That's the only way relationship is going to get built and grown. Um, it's often, um, not that God can't intervene, but it's often too late when you hit the hard times, if you haven't built those uh, or exercised those muscles before you got there. So when the hard times hit, everything hits the fan. Yeah. And you're just yeah. grabbing at anything you possibly can grab onto that is, that is quote unquote, attached to God in some way so I feel good about it. 
um, in all reality, you just never had the relationship. This is why it's so important in the good times that we're still spending time with God, that we're still finding, yep. um, you know, adequate time to be spending time with God. If your time is increasing on a regular basis, um, you know, if you're spending the same amount, the 10 minutes that you started spending time with God two years ago, and that's all the time mm-hmm. you're spending with God, your relationship is not growing because typically in relationship in general, if you are growing in relationship, you want to spend more time with that person. You yeah. like that person. Yeah. Look at it right. like a like a, a, a romantic relationship, right? Yeah. Like you want to spend more time with that person. Now, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Like there there can be you know hiccups along the way and things that create divides, and right. eventually you're like, I'd right. rather spend less time with that person, but we're still yep. married. <laughs> yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. That <laughs> it comes back to relational issues, but <laughs> um, but like. If you get to know someone, you want to be around them more often. That's just the reality of what it is. So if you're not spending yeah. more time, that time's on increasing. Um, mm-hmm. Like we talk about this too. Like if you're not seeing more spiritual, you know, fruit coming out of your life, what we call gifts, you know, uh, fruits of the spirit, peace, patience, kindness, then you're probably not spending time with God uh, properly mm-hmm. in the first place. My guess is you're performing tasks in a religious fashion rather than relationship being built. Yeah, I'm like, this is the new operating system. Everything I do comes back to Jesus. Everything I do comes back to Jesus. Um, Whether it's part of my job or whether it's a conversation that I'm having, uh, it always comes back to that conversation I'm having with Jesus. And it's intentional time set aside for me and God doesn't happen always at the same time. Sometimes it's the morning. Sometimes I have, you know, a a 6am meeting and Josh was like, Josh was like, I'm going to sleep in today. I'm getting up at five instead of four 30. So I could spend 30 minutes with Jesus. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm doing. And then by the end of the day, you're like, shoot, I got to spend some time with Jesus still. And you mm-hmm. got to fit it in and you're at five 30 in the afternoon, but find mm-hmm. that, that time where you want to spend time with it. Don't, don't over spiritualize. It doesn't need to be like a no. oh, moment. It's not what we're looking for. We're just looking for time. Um, and as yeah. you spend that time, you're going to increase that time. Um, that time should, should include, you know, uh, prayer or, you know, actual prayer of conversation. You know, we just did a whole series on prayer. You can go back and look at yeah. those things. Of yeah. How do I pray through this stuff? Uh, how do I converse with God? How do I shut up and mm-hmm. listen? All those things. But it should also include, you know, God's recorded word. Um, we have we have it right in front of us. I would say stick with the New Testament um, until you have a really good handle on what you understand the gospel to be. And then you can start working through the Old Testament to find the gospel in the midst of the plan. It's it's there, but it's it's not as, as blatantly obvious. Uh, and you could find yourself in weird places if you start to try to apply things that don't apply to you mm-hmm. uh, in those places. Um, but it gives us a, a constant understanding of this is how God talks. I would say, I would say if you're a new believer, you should spend a solid uh, year in just the Gospels, right? Just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Just live there. Yeah, man. Just know Staying Jesus, know Jesus' voice, yeah. know what he's, what he's going to say and what he's not going to say. Know how he talks mm-hmm. to people. Know how he interacts with people. Like You're going to mm-hmm. learn all those things in that place and then move into to Paul's letters as he gives instructions to the church on, on how we live this life. Um, but you've got to know the voice of God, right? Like That's yeah. got to be the key. Yeah. And this is where we find it, right? This is what God says. <clears throat> this is how he says it. Yeah, um, gives us the ability to, uh, and why do we say the God like live in the Gospels? Because there's a lot of Jesus' words in the Gospels, right? You don't want Paul's voice to be the voice of God in your life because he's not God; <laughs> he's Paul. Right. He's writing from Paul's perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's inspired um, by you know the Spirit to to write these words, but he's writing them still from his perspective. Um, that's yeah. just the reality of it. Um, so mm-hmm. spend time with with Jesus. Understand the voice of Jesus. Um, you're going to be so much more equipped when life gets hard and we start talking through, um, you know, times that are similar to, to you know Psalm Psalm 46. Um, so you're prepared for these things when they do hit. So you can say because in all reality, there's times in my life where I'm, the last thing I want to do is praise God for anything. Right. Yeah. Like everything mm-hmm. seems to be falling apart. Life seems to be getting difficult and hard. Like I don't want. I don't want to do. You know. I don't want to yeah. praise you, God. I'm angry at you because you're not doing what I want you to do. And He's trying to tell you, Hey, but like, I'm trying to get you somewhere. I need you to follow me. Like I need yeah. you to listen. Oh, so yeah. and we miss it because we're so focused on the thing right in front of us, and we never develop well, relationship. Yeah. In the first. And, and often we're focused on like the circumstance changing, right? Like, uh, like I just want to get through this. I just want to be done with this struggle. I just want to mm-hmm. have this thing switched in my life. And God's like, no, I'm, I'm trying to do something in you, and you're not paying attention. So I'm going to get your attention, <laughs> like until you, until you give me your focus. Like, 
yeah, we'll just let this other stuff go on and let let you be worried about them or whatever, and like then turn to me, like, and we'll we'll do the work in you before we change circumstances, you know. And it's and it's hard to sit in that spot, but that's like mm-hmm. that's how that's how growth happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Like in in sports, like nobody runs a fast marathon time without like grueling training. Nobody. Mm-hmm plays the best game of anything without like hundreds or thousands of hours behind the scenes that you never see before the the timer starts right um like these things take work and and in the same way that it takes work to develop muscles and skills and all of those things faith does too like god doesn't have you pray one prayer and then immediately convert you into the human he's always wanted you to be (laughs) like that's not at least my experience he could God is all powerful. He can do that stuff. Sure hasn't in me. It's like a slow mm-hmm. march and it's it's that drumbeat of building relationship, building trust, building the ability to actually listen to God in my life. And mm-hmm. man, and, and it's a daily choice. You know, it's like it's take the take the small next right step. This morning, uh my I woke up. I I had been up a couple times in the night help my girls get back to sleep. I had told my wife, like, I'll take the night shift. And man, I wanted to sleep in. Uh, Just candidly, it was like, going to get that extra 30 minutes. It's going to feel great, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I woke up because one of my girls was like leaving the bedroom to go use the bathroom or whatever. Um, And I just felt like I had a choice in the moment of like, go back to sleep, get another tight 30 minutes in, and then continue my day or like just get up while the house is quiet and pray for a little bit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I had, I, I laid there in bed, man. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I know it's better for me to do that, but I don't really want to do that. But I eventually mm-hmm. did. And uh, with the shot of espresso and nothing else, <laughs> just prayed for a little bit. And I was like, that, that was exactly the right call. But but to me, it was like, yeah, I'm in a season with some unforeseen stress uh, coming from some angles I didn't expect. And like the thing that my body might need sometimes, extra sleep, but the thing that my, my spirit need, those are different. And man, like the, the next right step of just saying like, yeah, sleep would be nice or whatever that thing is would be nice. But like it's actually just more important to spend time with God. It's more important mm-hmm. to get a moment of solitude to listen. It's more important to call that friend that you've been neglecting to talk to because there's some weird relational tension in your life. It's more important to to read your Bible rather than open, I don't know, it's always Instagram for me. That's distracting. So open Instagram. You know, it's more important to give that money away than it is to save it. It's more important to like you fill in the gap, right? I don't know what the next right step in everybody's life is, but but it usually just looks like what's the time like that you're spending with the Lord? Is there mm-hmm. time you're spending with God? Is there um, scripture that's speaking to you? Or do you ever take a minute and listen? Like, man, last maybe my final thought. I just uh, just finished up this book called Beholding, and it's it's all about how to go from like a transactional relationship with God, like the, I'm going to pray to get my sin forgiven, uh, or I'm going to check that box, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not a horrible thing, just a realistic thing we do as busy people. Um, it's it's moving from that into relationship. Like God wants to be my friend. <laughs> God wants me to spend time with him, to build relationship with him, to listen to him. And there was, there's this one idea that keeps coming back to mind with this, like, Verse 10, he says, be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted uh, in the earth. You know, uh, this guy, the author was saying that as, as often as possible, starts his day, lights a candle, and just sits in silence and watches the flame while he tries to listen to God. He, he's ADHD like I am, so the candle flame moving just a little bit enough to keep attention you know mm-hmm. and uh and Jana recommended i check out this book and and i'd recommend it to anybody it's like how do you functionally just like develop that relationship in the best of ways so um man silence solitude it's hard 
Uh, it's, there's a lot going on in everybody's lives. I have two tiny people that mm-hmm. always want to hang out or always want me to get them a snack or do whatever. But man, minutes of solitude like that to pray, to listen, they're, they're always worth it as the next right step. So maybe that's our like actionable takeaway or challenge is like, just try. Well, and I just thought <laughs> and, too, but like how powerful yeah. is it to yeah. your, your daughters to see you talking to God, right? And making a priority of that, of like, hey, yeah. I'm not yeah. available for the next 15 minutes. I don't yeah. care what you do or where you're going to go. I know you don't understand this and you're going to be banging against my door, but I'm going to go talk mm-hmm. to God. <laughs> like, that's what I need. But like, that's yeah. a powerful it's moment. what you for need too. for me too. It's yeah. like, if I'm going to be a good dad, I got to be able to hear the, the Holy Spirit in my mm-hmm. life, you know? And if I can't do that, I'm not that strong, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think the I think the yeah. practical step is like if you're not spending time with God at all right now, start somewhere, yep. and start and, and when I say start somewhere, like give yourself grace. It's not going to be every day. That's yeah. okay, um, but you're yeah. starting somewhere. Uh, the only time it becomes not okay is when it's not increasing, right? So mm-hmm. if you're spending only one day a week with God now, and it's not becoming two days a week, or it's becoming less than one day a week, you have a problem. Um, you need to be, you need to, you know, buckle up. You need to just get a little more disciplined and find the time. Um, you know, it could be crazy times. It could be, you know, maybe it's, you know, you're, you're a busy mom at home. You have three kids and you're just trying to find time to yourself. Maybe it's, Hey, I'm going to locking, I'm locking the door when I go to the bathroom now. I don't care if your fingers are coming through it and I'm going to spend my 15 minutes with God then. Um, right. Uh, like we can find the time if we, if we make it a priority, right? There's plenty of things in our life we find time for that we don't need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and always be looking to increase it. Um, give yourself grace when you miss it. Tell Jesus you missed him when you come back to him um, and keep increasing it. You're going to find over time that that's going to, that's going to grow. Um, you're going to want to spend time with God, even in the hard seasons, even when life gets difficult, even when you're asking God for things and he's not answering you, um, like you're still going to want to be with God in those moments. Like there's, that's going to get built in you. Um, I would argue because he is a loving God, because he's a, a, incredibly in, uh, uh, full of wisdom and incredibly caring, like all those traits of who God is like you're gonna want what he has um no doubt about it um the more you experience the more you want of it um but i think too and i think the the um candle's a great idea like you need a place to be spending time with god doesn't have to be the same place every time but you need something to tell your mind right you're talking to god. that's like the doing. creative process yeah. right yeah you know creative people find creative things like find environments to tell their brain and to train their brain that when I'm in this environment at this time, I'm creative. It's the same thing that's happening when we're trying to spend time with God. You know, when you experience this, it could be a smell, right? Like I have frankincense and myrrh all over my office. Not only that, I have it all over my clothes as well because I had one in my pocket and that got into the dryer. So that's fun. (laughs) Uh, I now have a oil stain right on my crotch of one of my shorts. So not sure I'll be wearing those anytime (laughs) soon. It's funny. Uh, But like there's things you can do. It could be a candle. It could be a, a specific place that you're going to meet with God. It could be uh, a specific journal, like in your head. This is when I'm meeting with God because I'm writing yeah. prayers out to God, right? So those types of things, like look for those things that are going to trick your brain because it's really easy. Like Andrew said, like it's easy to look off uh, and get distracted or something pop in your head and um, take you down the wrong path. And now you're like, I'm not even talking to God right now. Like that's easy to do. That's normal. Um, it's always a fight to come back to it. I would even say when you're spending time with God, you're like, well, how do I know what to talk about with God. Um, if you're reading his word and a, an idea pops into your head about anything, could feel like it's related to that or not really, chase it down. Talk to God, what about that what about that idea, that thought, that emotion, whatever, uh, and see if it goes in. If it doesn't go anywhere, go back to what you were doing and, and start reading again. But you're going to find that's going to lead to conversation. That's going to take you to places you didn't expect. Um, I have plenty of play- pages in my journal that has nothing to do with the verses on the other side of that, on the other side of that book, right? Um, because it's just something in the midst of my conversation with him took me to a different place. And now I'm writing out prayers and mm-hmm. asking questions and doing all these things that have nothing to do with, you know, wherever I happen to be, uh, in my Bible right now, I'm in second Corinthians, which by the way, phenomenal book. I don't know why I've never really dug into second Corinthians before. Uh, but God's teach me a lot. We're teaching it this fall or sorry, this spring nice. at our church. Now that just got added to the calendar, but, uh, all good stuff. 
Um, so that's that's my thing. Find the place. Um, start spending time. If you have such a busy sca- schedule, then you put time on your calendar and you defend that time. Um, like it's your spouse getting mad at you for not being home on time. And when you that's said great. you're going to be home, like whatever you need mm-hmm. to do, you need to defend mm-hmm. the time. Uh, and then spend time with him. Show yourself grace. It's not going to be perfect every time. That's okay. Mm-hmm. God is still, God still loves you. God still wants yep. to spend time with you. Uh, but be trying to increase that time on a regular basis as well. Uh, but that's all my practical steps. Andrew, yeah. my friend, my buddy, any other thoughts? Do you want to read the, the, the psalm? Yeah, man. I'll just read it one more time. That's my final thought. Thanks for doing this, though, bro. Um, psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake from the, with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has wrought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Boom. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.